All right, so we're here for episode seven of the 3D Community Church podcast. Uh, this is just again an outlet for you. If you you know didn't catch Sunday's sermon, we can get you caught up a little bit. If you did, we're going to go a little bit deeper, and this gives you something that if you've got someone out there that you know you feel like needs to hear that message or needs to hear this message, you can share this with them really easily. So if you want to help us grow this thing, we're just getting started out. Leave us a like, a comment share it uh, on your favorite podcast platform, really help us spread the word of God out there. So um, episode seven, we're going to touch on the, the message from Sunday, which was, you know, somewhat controversial, right? Let's get naked, right? <laughs> so let's get naked. I don't know if it's controversial or just inappropriate. Maybe that was the yeah, word I yeah. should have used. Like, yeah. oh, that was not appropriate. Pro- provocative, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. it, it, it raises some questions. Like, it's funny though how, like I said, I've got now that I've gotten older, you know, because when I preached that message about you know five years ago, I was all over Facebook saying, "Hey, we're gonna get naked at church. We're getting naked," you know, because I wanted to get people's attention, yeah. you know. And then this time, I was like, "Oh, I can't say that." Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. You, know. you had to spend like uh, sixty seconds kind of leading into, "Hey, before I say this, I got to tell you a little something. Just you know, be prepared. Hear me out, rather than just coming out and saying it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But the message, you know, let's get naked. Um, it was a great message, right? Like. Um, that uh, God gave us this perfect world. I think you, you had said that, you know, some people ask why, why didn't God just make it perfect? Why did he make it where, you know, everything was great? Why did he make it where we have all these trials and these obstacles and this pain and suffering in life? And you got to back up all the way to the very beginning that he did. Yeah. He gave us a perfect world and we screwed it up. Yeah. We, we, we messed it up and, uh, you know, uh, and, and if you look at the creation and what he designed and how he talked about, he gave us um, dominion over everything, authority over it. And then he had the whole purpose of us to go and multiply. You know, it wasn't just for Adam and Eve yeah. at the end when he made Adam, when, you know, man and woman, he said it is for this reason a man will leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one. Yeah. And, and they had a mission was to, be fruitful and multiply. He he was trying to build a thing to where everybody could be within this Eden, this great place of perfect, you know, and um and yeah. our, you know, that that's the thing about it is God never pushes us to love him. It, we, you can't have love without free will. And that's why that tree was the one tree they couldn't eat um and and it was their choice. And yep. they they once again uh, fell into the traps of Satan. Yeah, and uh, like so many do every day. Yeah, and that that's actually kind of the theme of the whole beginning of the Bible, right? It's just all these stories about how God gives us a chance to do something really great to mm-hmm. to, to walk with Him, uh, and then over and over and over again, the different characters and people in the Bible, you know, fall fall short. Right. Yeah. That's that's the theme of many of the the stories in the beginning right yeah yeah and the whole bible is about you know you look at after the the first two chapters and then you get to the third chapter uh i heard a preacher say it like this one time after the third chapter the whole bible is basically you see god trying to bring order to a mess you know just to there's chaos there's sin there's flesh there's temptation and uh, and the rest of the bible is god trying to bring order to people, to mankind, to, you know, bring, um, 
you know, salvation to people for their sins, you know. And that's how, and that's another thing, man, about how good God is, because he said he could have just in our society they'd be like, well, you ate the apple, that's your it's your fault. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So now you just reap that, and he still loved mankind enough to say, I've got to create a way that you know I'm going to defeat this for them. They don't have to do the work; they just have to make the choice. Yeah, you know. Uh, and basically give them a chance to make an- another choice. So the the whole the whole message was really about how uh, Adam and Eve had this intimate relationship with God. They walk with no shame, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they, you know, as they sinned, as they ate the apple, they instantly felt shame, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that that really is probably sort of a cycle in a lot of Christians' lives where. We get to this point where we are, you know, doing uh, things to be closer to God. We're praying regularly. We're we're diving into the Word of God. We we feel like we're building this intimate relationship with God, and then we slip up. <clears throat> we do something, or maybe just the world pulls us away, you know, a little bit, and all of a sudden we feel shame on on how we're spending our time, how we're yeah. uh, acting, things that we're doing. That that's sort of a cycle that a lot of people mm-hmm. go through, yeah. right? And it's funny you say that. There was a situation that happened, and when I do sermons and things, it's amazing to me how stuff unfolds throughout the week. You know, and earlier in that week, I told the you know I told Church Sunday that that topic had been at the top of my whiteboard. You know, and I was sometimes I'd walk in and I'd say, "Oh, I'm gonna preach that this week." Yeah. And then someone would say, "Nah," you know. And then, and I felt like the Lord said, "Now." This is the week. I'm just yeah. preach it now. So then, uh, you know, earlier in the week, decided to preach that. And then Saturday, I get a phone call, you know, from somebody um, within the church. And they were like, hey, man, please pray for me. I'm struggling. And I was like, well, what's going on? And they have no clue when I'm, I'm preaching Sunday. And they go into telling me that, you know, and this is a person who has, um, they're, they're a recovered drug mm-hmm. addict. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They, they, you know, heroin used to be a. And then they told me they was like, you know, they've been growing and growing and growing in the church. Um, even when as far as saying that, you know, they feel like God might have a calling on their life to, to preach or something one day. And, um, but then they called me and he was like, man, I, I'm a, and this was his words. He was like, I'm so ashamed because I, 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 I got, in a situation to where I was tempted to smoke weed and mm-hmm. I did, you know, he was like, I was stressed and, you know, and he was like, I, it's just crazy, you know, that, uh, I, I fell into this temptation. I'm so ashamed. I, you know, I feel like God don't, you know, is upset with me. And, you know, and here's the thing, all that is what he said is what happened with Adam and Eve. And then you look at the results. It wasn't, it wasn't God was ashamed. You know, they were the ones ashamed. You know, they were the ones that went and hid. They were the ones that covered themselves up because of their shame, their sin, their iniquities. You know, and but God was the one still looking for them. He knew where they were. Yeah, He knew right where to find them. You know, and he but he calls out to them. You know, where are you? And they're like, Oh, we're we're hiding because we're naked. Well, who told you you were naked? Well, when I sinned, I felt the shame but God still wants that fellowship 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's not like the in the movies where, you, where, where, where people's thoughts that, oh, because I've sinned, God's ready to judge me, beat me, chastise me, kick me out of heaven. But I told him, I said, man, here's, here's the great thing about what you're going through. There's always going to be a temptation of something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be... There's always going to be an opportunity for you to have to choose and to grow. I said, man, you know, this time it was weed. It used to be heroin. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, for me, it was weed at one time to where you'd get put in these situations to where it's that red, shiny apple. Hey, just eat it. Just eat it. It's okay. It's not that bad. You get what I'm saying? That's what Satan was saying. It's not that bad. And when she saw it was good, and, and here he is. Um, this person, and, and in his mind, he's thinking, well, man, you know, this weed to help calm me. You yeah. know, now society and culture, you know, is, you know, when I was coming up, weed was a gateway drug. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't smoke weed. This is bad. This is bad. It's the devil's lettuce. Um, the, you know, this is what hippies do. Um, this is, a, you know, Woodstock. You know, everybody was high. Everybody. Next and, thing you and, know, you're on acid. Yeah, yeah. and next thing yeah. you're on acid. Next thing you know, you're on crack. You know, it's the gateway drug. Just say no. But in our culture now, it's like, you know, I've got cops that are like, I wish they just go ahead and make it legal, you know, because then we don't have to fight this because it's a, they, they feel like it's a, a, a drug that's just not, it's not that bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the medical side. We have medical marijuana today, you know, where they use it for medical purposes. Um, and you've got people who, uh, they got the CBD oils, you know, that's grown from hemp. So now in the culture, there, there's really not a lot in the culture of people like, yeah, don't smoke weed, you know. And this is kind of like the apple thing. Hey, hey, you know, this God didn't say this was bad. I mean, he your eyes will be open or this ain't this ain't that bad. You can go ahead and have a bite of this apple, but there's a difference in what society says and what God's will is for your life, you know. Um somebody like my dad who had a disease for 10 years and I remember, you know, getting a phone call that, like, look, man, he can't be still. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what to do. He's on every medication to calm him, and he he just couldn't quit moving back and forth in his bed. And somebody comes along and gives him marijuana, and he lays down. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing for him to use that. He's dying. Yeah. You know, but for a, a young man or a young person who is, you know, God saying, "Hey, I got a will. I got a call on your life, and this could this this could hinder that." Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the will for you is, don't do it. Yeah. You know, and what it's saying? something that you you feel in here, mm-hmm. right? And, and before we go down that, I had this thought I want to get out there about uh, the fact that God still suck, uh, sought fellowship with them, even though they did the one thing they weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, you know, going back to how the beginning of the Bible is all about these stories, but then it's it's also all about how God still gives you more chances, still wants yeah. a relationship with you. And I feel like, man, it's just beautiful how that's at the beginning because I, I feel like someone that is a new Christian, mm-hmm. on the outside looking in, maybe they, they're, they're, they're worried about becoming a Christian because of all their faults. Mm-hmm. They're, they're thinking, I'm going to have to live this perfect life. I'm never going to be able to do that, right? right? They have this perception that, you know, we're all just these perfect people when really, you know, Correct. none of us are. And those these stories were put at the beginning of the Bible, be, almost as if like, you know, if you're if you're a new Christian, let me tell you the first 
need to know mm-hmm. is that no matter what, you know, God still loves you. Yeah. God still wants a relationship with mm-hmm. you. You're going to fall short. You're going to, mm-hmm. you know, screw up. And, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, get that thought out of your head right away. Now, these, you know? these, these stories aren't just at the beginning. They're throughout the yep. Bible. You look at, you know, what happened with Adam and Eve. You look at Abraham. Abraham was, God told him, said, you're, you're going to be the father of many nations. There, there's going to be, uh, you're going to be the father of many nations, and that's going to come from your seed. And he got impatient and slept with his servant and had a kid. Mm. Not with his wife. That's what being do, you know, tried to God's plan without having you know a relationship with his wife, and ends up sleeping with his um, his maid. So end up having to send. You know, his wife is old, and she can't because that's what he said. I'm will if it's god's will he will make the way that's the thing if it's god's will he will make the way so then he has isaac with his wife sarah and they becomes the father of many nations but he had to go through that whole thing where he messed up you've got uh samson in the bible one of the you know he messed up time after time after time again you know i mean every command god gave him he broke it and then he finds himself chained between two pillars um, everybody laughing at him with his eyes gouged out and his hair cut and he has no more strength. But then he prays what? God, give me strength one more time. And God what? Grants him strength. You got David who was uh, the king. You know, we, we all talk about King David and how he was anointed at a young age and, and how he defeated the giant. But he he slept with a woman who he saw bathing on a rooftop and and got her pregnant, and to cover it up, he brought her husband in from the war and had him sleep with her and then sent him back out to war to get killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, But what does the Bible say about David? He was a man after God's own heart. That, that's just a couple Old Testament. Then you get yeah. into Peter, who denies Jesus. But what does Jesus do? He goes and finds Peter after the resurrection, you know, and and, and just gives him an opportunity to say, hey, man, I love you. You got Paul, who wrote the you know big majority of the New Testament in the Bible, but his name at one time was Saul, and he killed Christians for a living. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. all through the Bible, you just see these wonderful stories of people who just mess up time and time again, and who participate in the opposite will of God. But God's grace and mercy is always there. Yep. And that should give people hope, man. That don't give them a right to keep sinning. Yeah. But it, it gives you hope that, hey, man, when I do break that fellowship, God's there. Yeah. You know? So then, so so, so back to that thing where, you know, uh, it's really what's in your heart and it's really what God's will is on how we determine you know how we determine right from wrong. How we determine if we're if we're doing something that causes us shame. It's a feeling, mm-hmm. and I think that you know there's a lot of people out there. I know that there's a lot of people out there who have um, uh, common thoughts or questions around like you know well you know something common like alcohol for instance mm-hmm. right. Jesus drank wine right. Mm-hmm. So sh- should I feel shame when I have a glass of wine or a beer, you know, <laughs> with my, you know, with my friends on a Friday night. Um, should I feel shame about that? And um, I wanted to get your take on it. And, you know, 
my, my thought, like many other things, is just like, you know, it, it ain't that simple, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe we need to do a podcast on alcohol. I, I've got some stuff that's been stirring on alcohol for a little while because to me, alcohol is one of those things that is just downplayed so much. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it is legal and it is just having a good time with friends. And and then when you start talking about alcohol in the Bible, you know, um, well, Jesus, you know, Jesus turned water into wine. That's yeah. one of the first things they say. But, yeah. you know, here's one of the, here, let me give some people just one thought on that. Um, there has been a debate for, uh, from my understanding, for years of what we call a one-part or two-part wine theory. Some people believe in the scripture that wine was wine. But there's another theory in the Bible that there was two different types of wine. Anything that was made from fruits was called wine. We could squeeze grapes and drink it, and it would have been wine. But then when wine sits for a while, it ferments. It's still wine, but after it sits for a while and goes through the fermentation, then it can get you drunk. Now, is the, you know, the Bible is very clear on getting drunk. You know, people, that's clear. A drunkard will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Okay? All through the Bible it says don't, don't drink to the point to where you're being rocked back and forth like on a ship. You know, it talks about that. And here's the thing. Um, one of the things that makes me, I believe, I believe in the two-part wine. I don't believe everywhere in the Bible where it said wine, it was just all wine was wine. I don't believe all wine could get you drunk. Um, and the reason I don't believe that is because when the Bible is clear about a drunkard cannot enter to the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says don't get drunk, but the Bible doesn't say what that level is. Is that one beer, two beers, three beers, four beers? What is considered drunk? Right. Do I, if I slur my speech, is that considered drunk? Uh, am I... Point eight. All through the, yeah, yeah. you know, right. all through the Bible, it, ta- it says don't get drunk, but never does it put a level on, well, where is drunk? All right, well, how do you get drunk? You only get drunk on drinking fermented wine. Okay? Um, so the problem I have with alcohol is the way it just makes people act. There is there is nothing good that has ever come out of people getting together drinking. I mean, people lose their lives. People get addicted to it. People make horrible decisions and don't realize it till the next day i it used to drive me crazy even when i did drink uh, you know i didn't drink i did i wasn't a social drinker I get, you know it drive me crazy and i thought ever when they would wake up and be like man i was drunk last night i don't remember nothing we had a good time and they're like well how you know you you don't remember nothing you know and um i don't know it's just I feel like, in my mind, I, and I went through this. I went through this. Uh, I know there's a lot of pastors that drink. 
Um, I, I actually know some some people, and and it's not a, this is not a tattle thing. You can go on some of their websites, and I've seen it before. They got small groups called Bible and Bourbon, you know, and they get together and they have they drink bourbon and have Bible studies, you know. Um, for me, um, I just feel like in the will of God for me that God's called me not to drink. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've even went as far as trying to justify it, you know, um, being a pastor is stressful. Um, there are, there's, there's the little anxiety of Sundays around the corner is, is everything done? And, and there, there came a time where I was like, man, you know, maybe, maybe we'll just have a beer. You know, um, and uh, and that would it, I'm not gonna lie, it would relax me. You know what I'm saying? But then it turned into, well, we're going on vacation. I'm, you know, I, I want to relax while I'm on vacation. You know, and and that's the thing, man. It always starts as one thing, and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing into it just goes into something else. Kind of like where they talk about weed with the gateway drug. You know. Most of the time when people end up going to the next level in sin, it usually starts with alcohol. And they get about half drunk or half lit, and then it's, oh, yeah. Um, I guess we can say this on podcast. They're like, F it. Because you, know? yeah. yeah. you, you get this attitude like, yeah, yeah we're, uh, yeah, we're just having a good time, you know. And, yeah. and why, you know, it's not about having a good time. It's about operating under the will of God. I have a good time every day, and I don't drink. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can I can be around a crowd um, of people that ain't drinking, and we we just have a wonderful time. So, um, I would say that if we if you have to have alcohol to have a good time, then we might want to evaluate ourselves for sure. You know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, and and I, you know, I feel like God's given us this intuition inside of us where. Whatever side of this debate you're on, you know, hopefully maybe even this helps plant a seed of thought. Yeah. Will of God. Man, you know, if you, you, you at home, man, and, you know, and you, you're drinking and, you know, that's, that's, that's between you and God. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But when you have a calling, you know, you're now the spiritual guy for the softball team. Okay. Well, you got a lot of guys on the team that look at you now. You yep. know what I'm saying? And and uh, so I, you know, the Bible says, "Woe to the man who becomes a stumbling block to his brother." And I just remember when people would ask me my opinion on alcohol, and people have asked me this for you know ever since I've become a preacher, is I don't ever want to be a stumbling block to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if I feel, you know, I would, you know, let's let's say hypothetical. Let's say that again, hypothetically, hypothetically. Let's say hypothetically. Uh, hypothetically, um, I stand up and I say, "Hey, man, I think it's okay." If I stand up from the pulpit and I say, "I think it's okay for people to have a drink," you know, it's just one drink. You ain't hurting nobody. You're not drunk off one drink. Uh, okay, I've got alcoholics that sit in my congregation, mm-hmm. and I just gave them full permission to jump off of a wagon that they can't handle. That yeah. in life, they can't handle one drink, but then they, I, I, I've encouraged them now to say, "Hey, I, uh, maybe you've defeated alcohol for years, okay?" But my pastor says, "Hey, man, we can have one. 
you know, who can't handle one? They can't handle one. People, there's people that can't handle one. Right. And then you get people to say they can handle one, but then next thing you know, they're drinking four. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can handle one, why are you drinking four? All right, well, uh, if you're drinking every weekend, then it's like, well, I don't have a problem. See how it grows. I can yeah. drink one. Well, now you're drinking four. Yeah. I, I just do it on like on, once on the weekend. Okay. Well, now it's every weekend. Yeah. Well, I don't have a problem. All right, well, stop then. If you don't have a problem, stop. You know? Yeah. And um, so it's, and it's, and it's amazing. And, and, and so I don't ever want to be in the middle of a calling and give somebody permission to jump off of something that God has restored them from. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so that's why I think it's very important. At, at here, we got alcohol policy. If you're a leader here within the church, you know, um, or on staff here at the church, then it's, you know, we, we want to know you can't drink, <laughs> period, yeah. you know. And uh, you, you go home and you don't work here and you don't lead here and you go home and what you do in your home, that's between you and God, you know. And that's the thing. We can't, we can't, police, every, we can't police people in their home. You know, but at the same time, when when you step out of your home, you and you have a calling on your life, and you work for this church, we believe this church represents God. You know what I'm saying? And I just, and God said, don't get drunk. The right. Bible says, don't get drunk. It's very clear about that. Yeah. Yep. I get that. Um, yeah, and you know, and, and you gotta be aware, uh, aware of who you represent and what you represent, mm-hmm. and how that could impact other people. You yeah. know. That you may be somebody who you know uh, the one beer doesn't uh, isn't going to you know lead to another. They look up to you, or they're looking to you for guidance, and then that you know causes them to do it. Maybe they aren't as strong as you, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely I can feel that. So. Uh, well, another thing too is I've always I always try to well not always but now that I'm older and mature and and wisdom and I'm not saying I'm the wisest man but through life and reading the scripture you gain wisdom and that was one of the things Solomon said we should pray for we should all be praying for wisdom you know and I would just ask people you know hey uh, <laughs> would you want your kids to do it you know if it's not that bad then give some to your kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, if you, if you don't want your kids to do it, then why? Why right. are you doing it? You know, um, that's like my daddy used to have a thing. I remember, uh, and he used to say this, and it, uh, he was drinking one day with his, with his friend, and his, he found out his daughter was smoking cigarettes, and he like pulled his belt off and like tore her tail up, you know, and and my dad was he my dad went at him. He said, why why did you spank her for smoking cigarettes he said you and your wife smoke in front of her y'all smoke in the house where do you think she got it from you, you know like why mm-hmm. are you going with her for something you do you know I think we should be an example mm-hmm. you know um, so you just don't know man like you know I had a friend of mine who got locked up and spent years in prison for selling cocaine well he never did cocaine uh, well, he did. He did a little bit of cocaine, but he mostly smoked pot. But he uh, had never done heroin. And then he gets out of prison, and somebody says, "Hey, man, here, do some heroin. We party in the night." He's drunk. He's high on weed. Mm-hmm. Why not do heroin? You get what I'm saying? That just because under the influence of those other two things, it ain't that bad. He was like, 
going to do heroin. And he was immediately hooked on it. Mm. And he ended up, um, it messed his heart up after doing it for like two months. And he died. Mm. And I just remember like before he died, God told me, said, I need you, you need to record a video with him. And I'm recording a video of a guy who's about to die in two weeks. And mm. after I record the video, I mean, he's in the video talking about, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be dead in two weeks. He was like, my heart, he could already see his, his ankles were swelling with blood because of what his heart was doing. And, um, and he just looked at people in the camera, man, and said, please, just don't ever do it to begin with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You won't ever have to fight if you just don't do it to begin with, mm-hmm. you know? But it's that shiny apple, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. that, oh, yeah, well, it's, what's one? What's two? What's three? Yeah. What's four? You know? What do most drunks do when they get pulled over? Yeah, I mean, you had a drink night. Oh, one or two. Yeah. <laughs> three or four. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like that. I'm getting a ticket. I'm a liar. <laughs> All because I had. Yeah. All because you went down the wrong path. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yep. All right, so I think we give people, you know, definitely something to think about here, right? You know, in that, uh, um, you know, you get that feeling that, you know, you're ashamed for what you're doing in any aspect, you know, of life, whether it's alcohol or weed or or something else entirely. Yeah, and that's the whole point of the message, though. Yeah. When you have shame for what you're doing, it causes you to hide and cover up. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but we should be free. We should be able to, you know, the the whole thing about being naked is just being free. Yeah. You know, that's, that's an expression of freedom. Um, in the Bible, it was an expression. They literally were naked and then they covered themselves up. So that's what, I mean, it, and here's the thing. And this is what I told the guy that called me. He, Man, praise God, it's weed. Mm-hmm. It used to be heroin. Yeah. That you were ashamed of. Now it's weed. And yeah. you're gonna you're gonna beat this, and ne- next it'll be. Are right, you ready for this? Next it'll be what you watching on TV. Mm-hmm. Next it'll be. I know I just cuss a little bit. You you, you know what I'm saying? And it's every day because that's that's just another sign that God's not forsaken us. He's perfecting us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He don't want when we sin and have shame to run away from us. He wants to get, he wants us to get it right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of what the curse was, you know. Whenever they did that, he he just kind of kicked them out of the garden. He was like, "I didn't kill you, I didn't judge you, but you got to go over here and work by your own will and your own power and create your own things. And I'm yep. going to teach you and guide you, you know, along the way." He was still with them, you know, all the way. And, and uh, you know, there's a difference between paths and will. You know, we all God's will for all of us is for Him to love us and us love Him. We were created for one reason, for him to have fellowship and a relationship with us. He created us to love us. Yeah. Okay? And, but the Bible says he is light. And where there is darkness, wherever there is light, there can't be darkness. Okay? Another thing for that is when we bring darkness into it, God's not, he, he, he can't have fellowship with that. Just like the prodigal son in that story. Oh, I want what I want, what I want, what I want, and I want it now. I want that apple. Take it. And he left the palace. Mm. And then the Bible says that when he came back, the father ran and met him. Ready there to break bread again. And not only that, 
put his jewelry back on him, gave him riches that he could have said, man, I already gave you your stuff. You know what I'm saying? So when he came back with nothing, what did he do? The father gave him more of his stuff. Yeah. You know? So grace, man, grace and mercy is, mm-hmm. it, it does it. Listen, I heard a preacher say this one time. There is, there's only one thing that you can do to go to heaven. And that's accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if there's nothing that you can do physically to make you go to heaven, then there's nothing physically you can do to get you kicked out of heaven. Okay? Mm-hmm. We go to heaven because of who we believe in and God's mercy and grace. And when we sin, we should be trying to fix that through our relationship with God. Yep. Okay? If I sin one time, it ain't like, oh, uh, my, my ticket has been, you know, punched and I'm now not allowed. But sin, but continuing to sin and God's mercy and grace doesn't, shouldn't allow us to continue to sin. We should be wanting to do better. Thank God for shame. Right. Thank God for guilt. Thank God for conviction, you know. Yep. And and out and outside of this, uh, I think you told me the other day outside the podcast that um, that you know ultimately all of our goal was to to have a relationship with God and get into heaven, but there are you know riches and rewards on earth that we can unlock for mm-hmm. always striving to yeah. to get closer to God, you know, and and not do things that pull us away from God. So. Um, although it is, you know, there is a thought from, from, you know, some people out there, I'm sure is like, well, you know, that, well, well, that means I can just live my life however I want. And and when I'm on the cross next to Jesus about all I've got to do is say one thing and believe it. And then I'm in heaven. Um, but you missed out on so much, you know, while you were here on earth and, you know, to, to, to put it out there as well, that you, you, you may have missed out on all the people that you could have impacted. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. by doing the right thing, so yeah. you know our impact here on Earth can be much greater. Yeah. You know if uh, if if we don't live in a way where we're just you know I can do whatever I want and at the last minute I you know I, I repent and, and and say I be, and, and believe and yeah and make it into heaven. So um, I think we're giving people a lot to think about, and if anybody's out there listening to this where it's just kicking you in the gut because you know and. And, and maybe it even kicks you in the gut later on this week or this weekend because you, you know, you, you, you do have that, uh, that drink, you know, and, and you remember this message. Um, just remember the message of grace as well that, you know, um, if you get that feeling of shame that the, the world's not ending for you right there, don't run from God. Seek Him even more, yeah. right? And, and always be wor- working towards uh, a closer relationship with God and doing better. So, um, got anything else you want to touch on for well, it, today? Or yeah, it was just a good good response at the end of the service, you know, Sunday, and uh, and you know things are things are happening. People are growing spiritually, yeah. you know, um, within the church, and I'm just excited about where we are and how we're moving. Uh, this coming Sunday, May first, celebrating six years mm, of yeah, that's right. ministry. I can I got to move to another hand, there you, you go. know, so. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, it's exciting. It is exciting to see what God's doing. So, yep. It's the six years is a big thing. So, um, we'll wrap this up right after this. Let's all, let's, uh, we need to get some, uh, 
new pictures for our cover. Yeah. Because I, I did the, on the third episode, I went like this. Yeah. And, 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 well, I think I went like this, actually. And Chelsea's been picking on me saying that, uh, um, well, let me show you. I went like this on the third episode, and I've been using that as our cover. She's been picking on me saying we look like we're throwing up gang signs. Hey, that's I was fine. Like, I was like, hey, well, that's like a D, 3D. Okay. I was like, I can be like, you know. <laughs> but uh, Let's but do our, this. I do, I do feel lit. Let's just pray. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's, yeah. let's pray because uh, I know this was kind of heavy. But let's just it was pray. for sure. Yeah. yeah, almost like don't know how to end it. Yeah, you know, and and I think that another episode on on this topic would be good for everybody. But I think that's a that's a perfect way to end it. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for this day, God. We thank you for anybody who's listening to this. No matter if it's uh, when we posted it or maybe even later on down the road, there's no expiration date on your anointing or your presence. So God, we we've been talking about getting naked and and ha- you know how we deal with shame and guilt and it causes us to run and hide but um, lord we we we, sh- we want to be completely exposed in front of you we want to address these things god we, we want to confess these things to you and we want to just say lord that we're sorry lord we're sorry for the things that we have done we're sorry for the way that we have acted because um, in reality lord you you created us to because you love us and you want a relationship with us and you know it's just thank you for chances. Thank you for second chances, third chances, fourth chances. Thank you for just never giving up on us, Lord. Thank you for your word in John three sixteen, for it says for um, uh, <clears throat> for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. And then verse seventeen says for you um, for Jesus came into this world to love it and not to condemn it. And Lord, we just thank you for the love of Jesus right now. We know that there's a time coming of judgment, but we know right now, God, that it is a time of love, forgiveness, grace, mercy. And Lord, we just thank you for that. And I just pray that as uh, people accept you before it's ever too late. And, uh, and, and Lord, I pray that they get to experience you here on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so that was episode seven of our 3d community church podcast again if you like what we're doing like comment share leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform we're just trying to spread the word of god give you an outlet in the middle of the week to seek god's presence so um that's all we got we hope to see you sunday 10 30 3d out